This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 132. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, VegZeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicky, And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we take a look back at 2015, and we're going to do this both personally and in the world of vegetarian, vegan, and animal news. And what a great year it was to be vegetarian, vegan, or an animal. Or an animal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're going to take a look at some of that and uh, maybe give a little bit of a hint of what we've got coming up in 2016. That sounds like a plan. But first, a rating. A rating. Yay. This is from December 1st of 2015 from Levi Sedlacek, who says, grateful. Levi says, I came across your podcast tonight and have you guys to thank for a sleepless night. I love the information shared and you guys do it in a way that is captivating. I've been vegetarian since I was seven for animal morality and used to feel like a black sheep. But as I'm getting older, I'm finding more and more people who live similar lives and it's truly completing. On top of continually finding the amazing benefits of animal-free diets. Thanks. So thanks so much for this podcast. I'm your new number one fan and I look forward to all you guys will share. That is awesome. That made me smile. And you know what? I love to hear stories of people who were vegetarians or vegans when they were kids. Mm -hmm. Like he had it together when he was seven. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I don't think I had it. I, I, I mean, first of all, we became vegetarians like two and a half years ago, but I don't think I had anything together until I was about... 40. I think I was still falling out of bed when I was seven. But I mean, like a seven-year-old making a decision for morality reasons that they wanted to be vegetarian. That's that's awesome. That's totally awesome. All right. Next, we wanted to clarify a piece of information for you guys that another listener had given us the heads up about. And this was back in episode 129, where we're talking about the holiday gift guides. And we had mentioned healthy surprise boxes. Apparently, this listener had gone out and checked it out. And these are subscription. Yeah, these are subscription boxes. And we had mentioned that they have full size items within the boxes. Um, And she had mentioned she was expecting to get like a full package within like, for example, granola bars. She thought she was going to get a full box of granola bars, but instead she got a full-size bar within that. So I just wanted to clarify for those who might be expecting. I don't think that um, it, it's going to be like the full bag, like a big bag or whatever. It's going to be like a sampler, but not but not, not the, tiny, not the little... tiny like mini fun size, you right, know, right. granola bars. So just wanted to clarify so nobody felt like or you know, nobody saw was expecting one thing and got something different. Right, right. And I don't I I, I don't think and I'm, I'm glad that she said that. uh, Because it you know, what we got, we have not ourselves tried healthy surprise, we've tried vegan cuts, you know, we've tried that, but we haven't tried the healthy surprise. Exactly. Um, But so where we got the full size was, you know, from their website. And so full disclaimer there, we haven't actually tried it. Um, but yeah, you you kind of want to be aware. And if you're thinking about subscribing to a service like this, if it's if you're unsure, then just send them an email. 
Yeah. Or a lot of them will have like a live chat option on their websites now. Um, just send them an email or a chat and, and, and ask them. And I'm sure they'd be happy to answer your question. Yeah. But thank you, uh, listener who brought that up to our attention mm-hmm. because that that way we don't get folks that are disappointed by what they get that they know what they're subscribing to. Right. All right. So we have one event coming up and it's a big one. It's the new year. So uh, happy new year to everyone. So 2016, 2016 was a uh, 15 was a good year for us, right? Oh, definitely. And then uh, 2016, I know is going to be amazing. And uh, hopefully for all you guys as well. And we hope that you will stick with us and and go on continue on our journey together. Uh, One thing that I do want to say before we move into our episode main topic is uh, this is our first recording as a married couple. Yay. Yay. Now, of course, you guys will be hearing this, like, you know, a couple weeks out, but we've been married for eight, no, nine days, nine days, nine days. So amazing. I keep looking at our wedding license over there and I, I can't, I just can't believe I'm looking at that. I mean, it, cause it's something I never thought we would be able to do. I know. I had already kind of come to, uh, I'll say a restless piece <laughs> thinking <laughs> yeah. that uh, we might not ever be able to get married, but now that we have, mm-hmm. I am, I, I just, it's surreal. Yeah. But the ceremony was amazing. Rob, our efficient slash accountant did a fantastic <laughs> job. Our musician uh, for the ceremony, Nicole was just fantastic off the charts. Our DJ was great. Our um, vegan caterer was ca- great. Vegan Shout caterer. out to Fred and um, Steven. Steven. Yeah. At Viva Vejeria mm-hmm. here in San Antonio. Our cake from Cake Crumbs was just amazing. Uh, just everything. The venue Say was DJ. great. DJ, uh, it's um, just for anybody local who might be interested. It's uh, uh, Dynamic DJ Productions, our friends, uh, Sharnice and Alex. And they did, did a, a great fantastic job. job. Uh, of course, the company was just off the charts and we had a great time. So thank you guys so much. Uh, we do have a video, some video that Vicky's brother took. And once we get that back and edit it and everything, we'll try to put it up on our, our um, Facebook page. Yeah. And I also know that I owe the peas and carrot society anyways the video so if you're not part of the peas and carrot society you might want to check this out i owe them the video of my speech that i did at work around how we formed the podcast and uh yeah so that's right and um, we've had that video for a while but we just got so engulfed in wedding this and that and everything else so after the first of the year we'll be able to get back on track and today is the first business day of my two-week vacation so we'll have we'll have time to catch up on stuff like that too awesome all right are we ready to move into the main topic let's do it all right so in 2015 we saw an increasing trend towards plant-based eating, whether it was reducitarian, and I remember we talked about that back in episode, what was it, 109? 109. Okay, we talked about what a reducitarian was, which essentially means just eating a little bit less, cutting back a little bit, flexitarian, vegetarian, or vegan. So, you know, interesting, there was an interesting article on Food Navigator dash usa.com about veganism going mainstream now you know usually and you know this about me i hate mainstream things i just hate like things that are Mm -hmm. really commercialized like it's so funny you and i went to go see that horror movie krampus and everybody's like flocking to star wars you know it's not that i have anything against star wars movies it's just that i can't stand like 
I'm not a herd person. I am you know? not either. Very, no. <laughs> people, people zig and I tend to zag. And I'm not saying I'm better in that way or anything. It's just my aversion to anything right. that's just... Plus mm. Krampus. I mean, come on. We come had to on. see Krampus yeah. before so, I left the theater. Yeah, it's the horror... Santa Santa Claus horror movie sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> Anyways, but um, so... But in this case, I am really glad to see veganism, vegetarianism, even just eating more plant-based, you know, even if it doesn't mean like we were talking about reducetarianism, mm-hmm. going more more mainstream. This is the good kind of mainstream, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So the, on this uh, article that I found on foodnavigatorusa.com, the, they use data from uh, the Nutrition Business Journal, which, I mean, who knew? I mean, I guess there's a journal for everything, right? Uh, but the Nutrition Business Journal and what they found in the research that they did is that the reason behind this shift in, um, you know, going towards more uh, uh, veganism and vegetarian becoming more mainstream is that perceptions about vegans and veganism especially are changing. So more people are starting to see veganism as just not just being about animal welfare, um, you know, not just about anti-cruelty and, and all of that. Instead, it's starting to be viewed in terms of things like healthy eating, uh, clean ingredients. So, you know, non-GMO organic type foods, weight loss, uh, environmental responsibility, and then also social responsibility. Yeah. And I'll say too, I think changes in perception overall about who vegans and vegetarians are also. And I tend to think maybe this is just because this is, we're surrounded by so many awesome people, but I really think in our community that is, but I tend to think that it's this kind of attitude of acceptance and moderation mm-hmm. and not this really kind of militant in your face, you're wrong, I'm right kind of thing. You know, we all have, are very passionate about things. And again, I totally understand. I've said that a million times. I think I, I totally understand the need for people to be, to really kind of, stand up for what they believe. I totally get that. But I just tend to think that the attitude of acceptance and moderation appeals to more people. And mm-hmm. I think then people are willing to try things, which is why we started this podcast, right? We exactly. we didn't want to make people feel bad about the choices they were making. We wanted to make them feel good about the choices mm-hmm. they were making. Well, and you know, here's the other thing too. Uh, and this is so anti us. This is so not what we're about either. Um, but it's really helping. And that is celebrities. Yeah. You know, we are yeah. so not fan, fan people, yeah. fan girls follow the crowd and, you know, and ooh and ah over celebrities. But I think that in this arena, there are a lot of celebrities who are doing a lot of good things for animals who are becoming vegan or vegetarian, and who are talking about it. And mm-hmm. I think that there are so many people who, you know, will just who follow Uh, celebrities. And I think that that's such a good example to set. And they're out there, you know, I mean, they're very visible. Yeah, I I definitely like you. I'm not one to just follow Mm -hmm. uh, people because they're celebrities. But again, I think that's Jennifer Aniston. uh, uh, No, not so much her. (laughs) I'll say like, um, no, She's nice. Never uh-huh. mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Eight days in a marriage. I probably should. Uh... <laughs> I've heard it before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, what I was going to say was, you know, I think it's it's great that they are talking about it because it's uh, it is a good role model, you right. know, in, in that sense. Right. All right. So let's talk about in the news in 2015. Okay. Well, you know, we had for for a lot of the year, we did our little um, news segment at the beginning of 
each episode. And so I didn't go back and pull all those and kind of look at those because oh, we've gosh, already that talked about those. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a lot. Yeah, that would be a lot, too. It would be. Um, because we've already talked about those. But one new thing that I did find that uh, we hadn't talked about, and I was just, what I did, and this is kind of, I, I just went online and I put in, you know, like vegetarian and vegan news stories 2015, right? And I mean, I came up with a lot of the ones that we already had talked about, but this one I hadn't seen before. So Neil Barnard, um, he is the uh, founder and the medical director of the Physicians Committee for, uh, I mean, he's the founder of Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, PCRM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in uh, Forks Over Knives he's too, in, right? Yeah, he's, he's in, in several. several. Yeah. Right. But uh, he has taken charge and founded this Barnard Medical Center, BMC, in Washington, D.C. And originally they were supposed to open uh, last month in November of 2015, but they've pushed it back just a little bit. So now they're scheduled to open January 5th of 2016, but they're taking appointments. And what their clinic is, it's one of the first clinics in the nation to address chronic health issues in our country through nutrition and preventative medicine. So with less of an emphasis on traditional medicine, like, you know, cramming you full of medications Mm -hmm. and, and looking at illnesses and treating them with nutrition. Right. And, uh, things like exercise and, and of course, you know, I, if there's something that obviously, because they're doctors, if there's something that obviously needs a different kind of treatment, I mean, they're not going to, I can't imagine it's it's like a, a cult that would, you know, say, oh, you don't need this, you know. But um, I think that it's really important that, and I think that this will lead the way for other physicians and other medical establishments to kind of start working f- with more nutrition and preventive medicine techniques. Yeah, so it seemed to me like they were just not, going to run to the mm-hmm. medications yes. that what that I was would to be say. yeah that that would be like as opposed to you know typical western medicine mm-hmm. they go to that i was even talking to some co or a coworker well, actually several this past year that were kind of being pushed into surgery and stuff and they're mm-hmm. like no i want to look at other options, options before i go and do that and including me right. the, the issues i've had with my back and with my with um, your achilles tendon right with right. my achilles tendon and guess what so these next 2 weeks i am totally just chilling out mm-hmm. and i can already like and not pushing myself to walk not pushing myself to do a lot of things like that because it needs time to heal and i haven't been giving it that so i mean i'm just going to chill out and it's already starting to feel better mm-hmm. imagine and that. i know that and and you know I, right and i know that's difficult for you that is a very difficult thing for you to do so i'm proud of you for doing that because you're so exercise you're so mm-hmm. you know committed to exercise and you're you love exercise it's an outlet for you so i know how difficult it, it is um well i know how difficult it's been for you not to be able to exercise to your capacity but then to kind of stop it completely for now uh you know, kudos to you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And I, so even this morning when I had to get outside because normally running was my meditation and working out is my meditation. So I had to just get outside and I was reading and I was standing and walking a little bit just in the yard. yard. Yeah. Just (laughs) in the yard, but on the soft yard, not Mm -hmm. on the hard concrete. Right. And not up and down huge hills. Exactly. Yeah. All Um, right. So, uh, so one more, one more thing about the BMC is that what they what I saw in the article that I read is that they will work with um, they'll be working with physicians, nurse practitioners, and dietitians to help their patients. So help them with things like weight loss, heart 
issues, heart health, diabetes, cancer prevention, and childhood nutrition, which I think is is one of the most important ones of all. Yeah, definitely. You know, I haven't heard much about, I know it's still an epidemic here in, in the United States anyways, but I haven't heard a lot about childhood obesity this mm-hmm. year. Have you? No, really not. Um, I know last year the the documentary Fed Up came out. Yeah. And we did a review mm-hmm. on that and we went to see that, you know, when, when it came to the theater and then we did a, a podcast episode review. I don't I don't know the episode, but I'll link to it. Um, but since then, I really haven't heard a whole lot. Uh, I think this year has been more about like GMO and organic stuff and all of that. Yeah, I mean, I know, I'm sure it's still an epidemic, but I'm just saying I just haven't heard the emphasis on that. But you're right. I think it's more about GMOs and getting off of processed food mm-hmm. and all of that. So Right. All right. So let's talk about vegan restaurants and food stores. All right. So we now we did an episode on this uh, vegan butchers, which I thought was really fascinating. I mean, it's it's just such a cool concept, right? Yes, it's definitely. almost counterintuitive. You know, I would love to in 2016, maybe do an interview with a vegan butcher. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, no. And there's several out there. I mean, we taught in that the episode that we did, we talked about uh, yam chops, which I love the name yam chops. Uh, there's the <laughs> herbivorous butcher. And then there's the butcher's son. Uh, butcher's son, I think is in California. Herbivorous butcher is somewhere Midwest, I think. And yam chops is in Canada, if I'm correct, if I'm correct. I think. Um, But anyway, (laughs) but listen to that episode and you'll, you'll find out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll link to it in the show notes. But yeah, I mean, that's such a such a cool concept. Yeah, it is. When I first heard that, I was like, what is that? What does that mean? It seems almost like an oxymoron, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how can you have that? But that's just because we're just so conditioned to think of butcher as meaning meat. Right. And you know what I think is really cool? I think it opens the way for non-vegetarians or non-vegans to to go in and try stuff because if you see a sign seriously if you're in you know walking in your town and you see a sign that says vegan butcher shop right don't you want to go in yeah it's i mean mean, even if i wasn't even even if i wasn't a vegetarian already i would really want to go in and i know that these shops it's not just you know, like a, a meat butcher shop that you go in and there's meat hanging everywhere and you go in and buy meat that you need and you leave. I mean, these shops have all kinds of different vegan products and cheeses. And so I think that really kind of opens um, opens up another avenue for people to, to taste those things and explore them and learn about them. Yeah. And then we've seen a, a, definitely an increase in vegetarian and vegan restaurants, which is, which is amazing. And it's, um, I mean, even here in San Antonio, which is one of the largest cities in the United States, but we are in meat country here in Texas. <laughs> right in the middle of it. Uh, we're seeing a pretty good surge in these restaurants. So like here we have Viva Vejeria, which was our Cater, as we mentioned, then Senor Veggie is another one here in town. Green Vegetarian Cuisine, which is still one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Earth Burger and La Botanica. Right. So and I think that's we'll be a really good more. trend. Yeah, that's a really good trend. Yeah. Now Austin has a lot more, and they have the vegan food trucks. Yeah. We're still we're still want the food truck, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. I haven't given up on it. Nope. Susan, we're talking to you, Susan Trammell. <laughs> uh, she's been our biggest advocate for yeah. the, the food truck. So, uh, all right. And then uh, in the world of animals, some of the things that were really in the news and that we talked about, um, and now this is... This cracks me up. I wish we had one of these here. I would like to start one of these. Uh, cat cafes. 
I those are awesome. Yes, and, and I it just know seems that so relaxing. Right. Well, and I know that they've been a kind of big uh, overseas in the past, and then there's at least one in Canada now. Um, but I, you know, it's just such a good idea where it's helping cats. You know, um, cats who need homes. It also gives people a place to go and kind of, like you said, relax, de-stress, get some good tea or coffee and and uh, snacks, and then you know, read. and ad- ad- read, work, whatever. And then if you become attached to a cat and you're in the position, they're all f- up for adoption. That's cool. Yeah, so I think that it's just such a good idea. And you know, we had a there's a bookstore here called Nine Lives. You you know Nine Lives, right? Yeah. Didn't you say they had to stop that? They though? did. And I, I think that's kind of sad. Uh, a number of, of years ago, they had thing. yeah, it was something in the they're in a little shopping center off of one of our uh, freeways here. And uh, they used to have it's called Nine Lives Books and they had cats there in the bookstore that were for adoption. And, you know, I used to go in there and there were just cats and all the litter boxes were in the back out of the way. So it wasn't gross. It wasn't, you know, it was very well done. And then the the um, shopping center, I understand, made them stop doing that. So that's unfortunate. Um, all right. Then we saw the Hamptons Film Festival added the animal rights documentary film category, which is awesome. Yes, that's really cool. And I think there's a really good, there are a lot of documentaries coming out like Blackfish and, you know, about SeaWorld and a lot of other animal related documentaries. And I think that they really need an outlet and this is going to provide that for them. And speaking of SeaWorld, another Uh, thing that happened in 2015 is their attendance is down. Yay. Yay. We did not go there. We live very close to there, but uh, we do not go there anymore because of... Of the animals. And quite honestly, we don't even go to the zoo anymore. Mm-mm. It makes me very sad yeah, to see the animals. Yeah, are. it does. Now, I remember SeaWorld. We had talked about this in one of our news updates. Uh, I th- now, I, I don't know boy bands. I'm not a little, I'm not a 12-year-old girl or <laughs> a 20-year-old girl or anything like that. So I don't know boy bands. But I, I if I remember correctly, I think it was that band One Direction. Mm-hmm. Um, their singer or one of uh, oh, yeah. Harry Styles, right? Was yeah. it Harry Styles? I don't remember his name, but I do remember But he band. called out SeaWorld publicly at one of their concerts and uh, about the way that they treat their animals. And he said, you know, if you um, love animals, don't go to SeaWorld, um, which is awesome. I mean, good for him. Yeah. And also circuses. Horrible. Yeah, circuses. Horrible. Yes, absolutely. I went to one circus one time as a child. I didn't like it then and I've never been back and I wouldn't, you know. All right, let's talk about environment. All right. So lots of stuff going on in the environment this year, of course. But one thing, one cool thing that we talked about, and this, again, was one of our news updates, uh, there is a German store called, uh, it's the the German name, I don't know how to say it, but it translates to Original Unpackaged. And it's a store that, it's a grocery store, but they have minimal, minimal packaging, so they have, you know, all of their, uh, they have bulk goods in bins and containers, and you can bring your own containers and your own bags. They don't have brand names. And I just think that's such an awesome idea. It is. And not to mention, even despite the um, environmental impacts, you pay a lot for packaging. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's great. Right. On both fronts. Absolutely. And then, you know, with that, you're not contributing to landfills and there's less to recycle. And I just I just think that's such a great idea. I wish we could implement that here. All right. So let's start. Let's wrap up by talking 
a little bit about what we discussed and what we covered in 2015, all of the episodes. So we did 52 episodes in mm-hmm. 2015. That's awesome, right? Yeah, right. So we started with uh, episode 81. Mm-hmm. And then this is this will be our last one of the year, 132. We still to this date have only missed one week. And that was when Larissa literally could not speak because mm-hmm. she had a respiratory infection and mm-hmm. could not nothing would come out of her mouth <laughs> no it was it was bad it was really bad and that and we learned our lesson from that and we got a little ahead which is usually why you guys are listening to the episodes as they come out we're at least a couple of weeks ahead because mm-hmm. you never know what can happen so we absolutely from that like getting married yes like but we <laughs> and yeah we planned for that and we got ahead of there too right right p.s we're married <laughs> <laughs> all right so some of the milestones so we passed our hundred episode mark and wasn't that sometime in the summer i think yes yeah yeah we passed that uh that hundred episode mark and then we passed the two-year mark which Mm -hmm. we started our podcast in i think it was late june of 2013 yeah we passed our two-year mark so we're coming up on two and a half years now yeah and just special shout out to folks that have been with us for that whole time Mm -hmm. i i don't even want to name names because there's so many and i'd hate to forget somebody but you know who you are yep. and you guys are awesome. So thank you for being with us as we've evolved and yes. for contributing to that evolution. I think we've gotten some awesome feedback from our community about things they wanted to hear about mm-hmm. and that's helped us evolve. So please keep that up because I think, you know, our goal is to make this the most valuable resource for vegetarians, vegans, and even the veg curious to just help eat more plant-based. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I don't know if we've mentioned this on this podcast, but uh, I know we've talked about it on our other podcast, Productivity Power Up, because it's more of a, a productivity of, you know, talks about, we talk about productivity. But um, every New Year's Eve, we have our big year-end review meeting followed by our next year planning meeting. And I know we're both really looking forward to those. And uh, yes, we, we don't go out and you know, drink and do fireworks and, and what have you. On the 4th of July, we plan our businesses. I mean, 4th of July, uh, New Year's uh-huh. Eve. So we plan our businesses. But so with that in mind, you guys, seriously, if there's anything that you think we should be talking about for 2016, anything that you want to see us do, uh, any ideas, thoughts, any feedback about the, this past year, let us know. Yeah, and I do want to share one stat with folks, too, because I think it's really important about where we were last year at this time with respect to downloads. Our goal when we sat down on New Year's 20, it was New Year's Eve 2014, mm-hmm. we're moving into 2015 year, we were looking at about 5,000 downloads per month, which, mm-hmm. you know, we were still considered a baby podcast by several things. And so we said we want to at least start to average... 10,000, closer to 10,000 downloads per month by the end of 2015. Well, thanks to you guys and thanks to our new listeners, we have actually tripled that. So we are now closer to 15,000 downloads per month. Tripled the original. Tripled the original. Yeah. Yeah. So that is just amazing. And we really appreciate the the ones that have been with us for a while. We know you guys recommend us to your friends and stuff. And of course, those who have joined our community, including those in the peas and carrots, we really appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're not a podcaster, downloads probably don't mean a whole lot to you. But trust us to us. That's good. I yeah. mean, we 
it's it's amazing. Um, all right, so let's talk about some of the topics that we went over in 2015. And of course, you know, 52 podcasts, 52 topics. So there were a lot, but I mean, categories. So I broke them down into categories. So we talked about some food stuff. We talked about cooking. We talked about health. We did some environment um, episodes, animals, gardening, uh, and then documentaries. There were a couple documentaries. So yeah. So in the food category, we talked about things like coconut oil, which is kind of a kind of the fad, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coffee. But it's important to talk about. Yeah, right? absolutely. And and the implications, particularly for I think those who eat mm-hmm. more of a plant based diet, like mm-hmm. why would it be important? If are there some things you can take away from this right. fad? You know. Right. Um, I think a lot of those fads do start with some truth. Mm-hmm. I think they just there's money to be made. So then those truths kind of sometimes get exaggerated. Right. And so we try to keep it real here and give you at least what we found when we investigate some of that stuff. We're keeping it real. We're keeping it real, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, and we talked about coffee, which is one of my favorite things to have every day. Uh, sourcing and season produce, frozen veggies, vegan cheese, tempeh, vinegar, vegetarian and vegan ethnic foods, vegan snacks, salads, holiday cookies, and natural sweeteners. I see it in the cooking category. Yeah, we talked about grilling, which is uh, Vicky's forte. Yeah, I'm not allowed to touch it. the grill. Nope, <laughs> nobody. I'm not allowed to touch the grill or the fireplace. Those are Vicky's. <laughs> Vicky's. It's the land of just, Vicky, right just there. When you said that. I'm noticing this fire theme with me. <laughs> fire. Yeah. What's up with that? Uh, uh, yeah. I, you know, if I, if I see you like sitting in the corner with a book of matches, just like lighting match after match, I'm going to get a little concerned. So don't do that. Uh, but so, yeah, we talked about grilling, which is, you know, fantastic for summer. Uh, for here, we can do it year round pretty much. Oh, yeah. Right now it's probably a, uh, what are we like? The week of Christmas uh-huh. and it's probably about 80 degrees. Oh, yeah. Outside. We're wearing shorts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Five Ingredient Recipes was another cooking episode that we did, uh, which was a a popular one. Slow cooking we talked about, and also cooking for one, which is something that is really, really handy to know kind of like some tips and tricks. Uh, Even if you are married, I mean, if your spouse isn't a vegetarian or vegan, and you are, you know, or um, if your spouse goes out of town like mine does you know it's it's important to have some tips and tricks up your sleeve and by the way a lot of these were listener requests Mm -hmm. so that's why we said please keep them coming because we definitely listen and especially when we hear multiple requests for the same one Mm -hmm. uh, topic we will definitely look into that yes all right so let's talk talk about about health. health (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we talked about food and stress, diabetes, essential fatty acids like omega-3 and omega-6, iodine and thyroid issues, calcium, food labels, organic versus Mm non-GMO. And, you know, I I love all of the episodes, but I really like the health ones because they make us learn stuff. Yeah. And quite honestly, when I decide to alter something in my diet, that probably makes me more motivated when I know that there's help health implications. So right. giving up like processed foods or soda even, which you and I don't drink that much of, I probably have maybe maybe five or six a year, a year I have yeah. sodas. But I used to have that every day. We used to buy like the... Not five or six a day, but... No, no. <laughs> I, every, I mean, yeah. I used to have soda every have soda day. And I had we used to have like the three liter bottles growing up, you know, just in my like oh, yeah. almost like a water... Like before we even reached for water, it was there. Uh, So, but when I started to read about what soda does to your body, particularly those made with the syrup and not Mm -hmm. the cane sugar, Mm -hmm. I mean, 
I'm not tempted at all, no, you know, because no, I know what's really that, what that's doing to my body. So this is why we like to share some of these uh, these topics about health, because I think it can impact you when you understand what what uh, positive impact mm-hmm. healthy foods can have and negative that not so healthy foods right, can have. Right, exactly. So then we talked about some environment uh, issues. We talked about eco-friendly travel, which was good. I think we did that in summer, right? Uh, when mm-hmm. people were taking their vacations, uh, eco-friendly home furnishings, and then uh, also how to eat for sustainability. So ways that you can eat or cook or, you know, to help with the environment, yeah, and then in the area of animals, we talked a little bit about some of our favorite animal sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. And some there. of them were recommended by mm-hmm. uh, listeners. Right. And then in gardening, we talked about composting, heirloom seeds and plants, which I was clueless about until I was like, I, what is I, that? I, I knew what they were, but uh-huh. I really didn't know anything about them or how they you know, are preserved or you know, kept the line going. So really interesting. Yeah. Simple gardening tips. Of course, we interviewed our friend Megan Kane, the organic vegetable gardener. And uh, foodscaping. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Uh, just to correct myself, it's not the organic uh, vegetable gardener. I was looking at a different line. It's the creative vegetable gardener. She right. was awesome to talk to. Yeah, she is really good. We'd like to have her back on in the spring to talk about, like, uh, you know, preparing your garden and getting spring planning going, too. Mm-hmm. All right. And then documentaries we saw this year, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead 2 came out earlier in 2015, and we got to check that one out. And then the plant pure nation. Mm-hmm. Did we do Fed Up this year as well? No, Fed Up was last year. Last year? year? Okay. Yeah, 2014. I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. I, ch- I wasn't sure either, and I checked, yeah. and it was Plant Pure Nation, we actually went to that yes. here in San Antonio. Right, the theater. yeah. All right, so just to wrap up, what were what was your favorite episode of 2015, Larissa? Well, I can't pick one. I'll tell you that right now. I yeah. can't pick one. But I really like doing the ones uh, about gardening because I really want to get better at that. And, you know, I, I hate that our space is is such that it is right now that we can't do like stuff in the yard and everything. And uh, I'm still improving my not killing stuff skills. Nice. So yeah. Yeah. I think I did better. Did I do better? You did do better. It lasted longer for sure. And you know, I will say it's funny you say that because I think our, if I had to pick one, it would definitely be our interview with Mm. Megan Kane. Mm -hmm. She's so nice. And she, we collected some, questions from some of our listeners and ask them Mm -hmm. and she's part of our peas and carrots society as well too so every now and then when a gardening question comes up i see her pipe in and 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 answer the questions so yeah and if you belong if you belong to peas and carrots and you have gardening questions you know uh go go over to her facebook page if you want but you can also ask in the peas and carrots just tag her yeah say hey megan you know what do i do with this yeah and if you don't belong to the peas and carrots why not (laughs) No, really, it's a great, yeah. awesome, and again, giving Larissa full props because Thanks. when we formed this back in, it was 2014 when we created it. It was group, about right? this yeah. time, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, this was totally your vision. You said it would be great to have this like uh, closed group. Yeah, yeah, this closed group that w- people feel like they, they can share challenges and maybe a little bit of venting if they're mm-hmm. having issues with dealing with certain family members or friends or whatever. And uh, and feel safe to do that. So this is a great, great uh, mm-hmm. forum for that. Right, absolutely. So um, w- what was your, what do you think our best achievements were as far as, you know, like eating and health or envir- anything that has to do with this? What do you think we did the best? The best I think we did was we actually started to make 
more recipes and experiment with more recipes, new recipes. I think you and I tend to, and this is where our junk food vegetarianism can still be a challenge for us, is as we get very busy, we're both very busy people, that we tend to fall back to our old ways, which has been a challenge. And it, I'll be honest, I mean, it's been very challenging for me, particularly dealing with the physical um, challenges that I've had this year with the Achilles tendonitis and the bulging discs in my back that have really limited my exercise. And it makes me kind of just feel a little depressed. like just depressed. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny because when I did get myself back into the gym a little bit and get on the bike and do some light weights, it still was kind of iffy. And my problem is I just am so like, just, I find, so I told Larissa, I said, that's where I am. I'm mm-hmm. in the gym. My identity mm-hmm. is so much into the, into working out. It always has been. Yeah. So it's very difficult for me. But when I can't do that, I feel like giving up, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm just like, well, so then I just eat more junky and yeah. I don't pay as much attention. It's all linked together. If you ask me when I've been working out and stuff. So the challenge for me has been really to try to separate that and make sure that I'm taking care of myself, at least nutritionally, if I can't do it as physically as I'd like to. Right. Yeah. No, I think for me, um, I feel like I, I feel like there are a lot of things that I need to work on still. Uh, sugar is one of them. And um, maybe in 2016, we'll do kind of a follow-up episode about diabetes and sugar because that's still a huge issue for me, especially recently um, because when I'm under uh, emotional stress or mental stress, then I go to that, I mean, just immediately. Yeah, that's like your alcohol. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like the way some people are with alcohol. Absolutely. Or just food in general, you know, that right. you... you tend to run to the sugar. Right. But I think what I did well is I'm really starting to call myself on that. And I'm starting to recognize it more and not just ignore it. You know, like I did before. I mean, if I, if I, I'm feeling like that, um, I'm actually trying to look for other solutions before I go and eat like a big thing of ice cream or something or go buy stuff and eat it or um, so that's an ongoing struggle with me but I think I'm doing that well Uh, we've been on and off Weight Watchers a couple times this year I really I really do want to try to get back on it after the first of the year we still have our our subscriptions, our plans, uh, but our membership right now, it's active. And I really would like to try to get back on that because when I do it, I feel accountable. You know, and I it does help me. Even if I go over the stuff some, you know, at least I'm putting it in there and it's making me take a look at what I'm eating. And it really is easy to do. Yeah. It's the very app easy. is very friendly and all Except that. Except they stuff, just so. restructured it and it's really making me mad. Well, but yeah, work out it's the kind of like a bad iOS update. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Who did you have test this for you? Exactly. Yeah, but overall, it's been a good, good experience with them. Right. All right. So what about for 2016? What do you think we want to focus on? I know one of the things we talked about was the newsletter or the the email newsletter, our email list. We really are looking for and you know, I I think in fairness to us, these last couple years have really been about getting the podcast in almost just an an automatic mode. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've really done making taken some strides to get plan our content ahead of time and really think about and really solicit community the community for topics and 
so I think we've got that giving, part down. Giving you guys what you want. Yeah, giving you guys what you want more of. And I think we've got that part down in that respect. But I think what we really want to focus on is giving you a valuable newsletter with mm-hmm. some links to resources or things that we're looking into or we're checking out. And then we've talked about also, you know, just asking you guys, what kind of things do you want to see? What mm-hmm. kind of things are valuable to you that maybe we can create mm-hmm. or we can fine for you if something's out there, you know, just how we can provide more value to you. Absolutely. All right. Are we ready to move into the recipe of the week? Sure. I'll let you take this one because I haven't even tried this yet. My, I made this the other day and, but my stomach was kind of queasy and it had a little bit of a, you know, kick stuff to it. So I I didn't want to eat it, but we have leftovers. I'll try it today. Well, I can tell you it is awesome. And I can't wait to have this for lunch today. It is the one pan Mexican quinoa. And I found this just one of those Facebook, like uh, those quick videos where they show you how to make stuff really fast. And I saw it and I was like, Ooh, that is good. And I was just waiting for them to like throw in the chicken or something and they didn't. So it, it was all, uh, I think it's vegan, right? It's all vegan. Yeah. I think There's so. No, yeah. yeah. It's quinoa and yeah, it's um, vegetable broth. It's yeah. Yeah. So it was, of course, even if they did throw in the beef, we could just throw it out, you know, we could just change it yeah, or whatever, but take it out. yeah. Um, but, but anyways, very, very awesome. And we're going to post a link to that video in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those quick videos where they just show the pan and they just like write the the things on the screen. So you don't have to listen to a chef talking for 15 minutes about next I'm going to, you know, yeah. do that. It's, it's real quick and, and simple. All right. So let's get into the quote of the week. And I do like this quote. It is from T.S. Eliot. I've heard this before. It says, for last year's words belong to last year's language, and next year's words await another voice, and to make an end is to make a beginning. Isn't that, that awesome? That is awesome. Perfect for the end of the year yes. and the beginning of our 2016. And of course, you've heard that before. You've heard every single quote ever uttered, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah, That's Vicky really... is a quote. She's a quote uh, lover. Yes. All right. So what's the question of the week? Question. What was your best moment of 2015 with regard to plant-based, uh, plant-based eating, health, animal issues, environmental issues, anything that we, you know, we talk about? What what was your shining moment of 2015? Yeah, if you're a vegetarian, did you go vegan? Are you going more vegan? If you're if you were just veg curious, are you now eating more vegetarian? Did you adopt a new family yes, member? Yes, absolutely. Pet, Please know? share. Yes. We'd love to hear from you. And if you did adopt a, a pet, uh, photos, please. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that does it for our episode this week. We are wishing all of our community a very happy new year. Mm -hmm. And we look forward to 2016. Sweet. We love you guys. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.